are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles, a Wednesday edition of the show, episode three this week of five. Download it into your phone when you subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcast. Louis DiBiase, alongside Gino Camilleri. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DiBiase, L-O-E, at GC24 underscore football. Once again, it's episode three this week of five of the final week before the 2021 NFL Draft today, the Eagles brass general manager Howie Roseman, VP Andy Weidel, head coach Nick Sirianni all met with the media, and they had a lot of interesting things to say specifically about the quarterback position, Gino, and we haven't really gotten to quarterback in a while, honestly, since they moved down from 6-12 to 12 because it kind of ended the hopes, for me and you at least, of acquiring Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, even though we don't think, and we kind of learned that today, that they're not very committed to Jalen Hurts, it seemed like, okay, Hurts is going to be the guy, unless, you know, barring any other trade this year, for at least 2021. So we haven't got into it since, but today there was a lot that you could read into about their feelings about Hurts and the long-term goal at quarterback based on this press conference. So we're going to be locked on Jalen Hurts today, and we'll get into a lot of things about, I think, the most polarizing player that's really had at least our podcast demographic split, right? Wouldn't you agree? I would say it's the one that kind of is the most divisive, absolutely. For sure. And I would say that especially the stance that you and ha- I have on the situation is in the minority of what a lot of people think here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it from just more than – base value and really look into what has been said right they have not committed to him and what they've done you know and what they have done correct yeah Yeah, and honestly though Gino this team has had multiple occasions now this offseason to commit to Jalen Hurts being the guy they've been asked over and over again if he's not even just if he's the long-term answer which we clearly know he was never supposed to be that right he was never supposed Mm -hmm. to be plan a it was supposed to be that he was a high quality backup for Carson Wentz and so every time they asked about you know, him being the long-term guy, they have completely dodged the question or at least answered it very cloudy in a way. And that to me though, not saying anything kind of says a lot because if you, they, they never had that issue with Carson Wentz committing to Carson Wentz, even after Nick Foles went in those runs in 2017 and in 2018. So once again, mm-hmm. today, I think it was Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer or Tim McManus of ESPN. I think it was actually asked Howie if moving down from six to 12 was a representation of how they feel about Hertz compared to, you know, Justin Fields and Trey Lance and how he instead said that flexibility creates opportunity. He pointed to the fact that they have potentially three first round picks in 2022. You've been hearing the rumors about them interested in a guy like Deshaun Watson. So although I think Hertz will be the starter in 2021, Gino, everything they've said and done the last two years have shown us that they are not sold on Hertz because he was never supposed to be that guy. Will he get the chance to be the guy this year? Yeah, but you can tell, man, that this leash is certainly short. It's certainly not the hill that the team is willing to die on, much like they were with Wentz when they had drafted him, and rightfully so. I think the Drew Locke comparison is like a very recent and a very fair comparison for this whole situation because he was picked in the second round. He was picked to be a developmental guy who had right. good traits, and he happened not to work out. But on the other end of things, 
Jalen Hurts could work out. He never was given a fair offseason. He was never really given a fair shot. Carson was the starter a lot of the way through the season. So to write him off right now would be crazy. But looking at it from what it is, this team isn't just going to hand him the keys to, I mean, whatever you want to call this, this car that they're driving now. It's probably just a beat up uh, Toyota Corolla at this point for how hey much man, that mayhem. Hey man, that was my first car. Going. I love my old Corolla. 2006. Hey man, baby. I had a, I had a <laughs> Altima that had a hole the size of a basketball rusting <laughs> through the driver or the passenger side where you would sit. So I think that's a pretty good comparison for where we're at here right now with Philadelphia. But I, I think ultimately what they didn't say today mm-hmm. should be the way to go about it because if you commit to Jalen Hurts being the starter that now opens up teams to know okay Philly isn't going up and getting a quarterback any way that you can keep teams guessing and keep them on their toes to get that competitive advantage you need to do so to say something today would have just been outright I think male practice when it comes to keeping things in house this close to the draft. And mm-hmm. it would kind of do a disservice for everybody in that building who has done work on prospects this close to even give any inkling of what they are going to do come next week. Because if you give out information and teams are willing to understand what you are going to do and they have the leverage over you, that's when you get in compromising mm-hmm. positions and you end up with Marcus Smith. Yeah, I do think that that's certainly part of it. But I also, wouldn't you agree, Gino, that a part of why they didn't commit to him is because they just, they don't know yet. And I don't think they believe in him to the point where they won't trade for Deshaun Watson if he's available or they Mm -hmm. won't trade up in 2022. Even, you know, I thought originally when they moved down to 12, I thought it was because they liked Hurts better than Fields or Lance. But I don't know anymore. I think they just didn't want to move up for one compared to having the flexibility of having an extra one next year. And so then you have three options instead of just one. Although I want the one, I want Fields or Lance. They thought, I'm sure now, that, hey, we can have a first-round pick next year to move up. So now we have three first-round picks, so we could go for a 2022 prospect. We could trade for a Russell Wilson if he's available or Deshaun Watson. Or we can see what Jalen Hurts and or we can see what Jalen Hurts does in 2021. So again, that quote really stands out to me today that Roseman said, which is flexibility creates opportunity. I would have went for Lancer Fields, but again, they didn't go all in on the opposite end of the spectrum and say it's all Jalen Hurts. They kind of sat in the middle here. If Hurts wants to be the guy, he can do it in 2021. But at the same time, the the leash is just extremely short. And I'm not sure why we always had so much aggressive blowback on this podcast when Gino and I have said that. Again, just look at everything they say and do. I mean, they took him to be a backup. They tried to make things work with Carson Wentz. They never committed and were tempered when it comes to praise every time they're asked about Hurts. They didn't even communicate with him for a whole month after the season. Right. And you you heard the report from Ian Rappaport that they did try to trade up for you know Zach Wilson. And now the fact that they've collected three picks and they're interested in Deshaun Watson. It's just, I'm not sure why. I agree that Hurts, there is a chance he could be the guy. I'm just not sure why there was so much outrage that me and you had doubts when there is a lot to doubt. Yeah, there's a lot of doubt for all those guys. I mean, the Deshaun Watson situation, I I don't think there's any touching that with a six-foot pole for quite some time. Oh, at least for now, for sure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And it's not something I would want in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, though, they are tied to it. I mean, and they're keeping close eyes on it. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people are saying, like, you can't take anything the Eagles say at the quarterback position. You have to take it with a a grain of salt almost. So at the same time, I mean, if, if you look at that, quote in and of itself Jalen Hurts has never been committed to and even if they did commit to them would you believe them so right now it's not I'm not going to say anything until I see who is the quarterback come 
the first game of the season. No matter what, though, with Hurts, before we get into what maybe we like and don't like about Jalen, again, we're locked on Jalen Hurts on today's edition of the show, so we're going to talk about him as well in segments two and three. You know, regardless, he's probably going to be the guy this year, and you look at it with a brand new coaching staff, a young unproven receiver core and just roster in general it's a lot of pressure already in a city that manufactures enough pressure as it is like Jalen Hurts has to show that he can it's not just that he can't just be average Gino or good or they're going to move on next year he and it's not it's kind of not fair to the kid but it's Mm -hmm. this is the situation that's been created by Philadelphia Hurts has to show he can be the star that at least Carson Wentz even was in 2019 to make all this worth it and He's going to have to show he's better than guys that the Eagles are passing on, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, right. to justify the Eagles passing on those guys in moving Wentz because that's really what Hurts kind of represents right now is not having those other quarterbacks. So it's not fair, and there's a lot of expectations and pressure, but that's the situation for Jalen, man. It's a huge 2021, and again, the leash is extremely short. But I think of anybody – I think he could handle it, I think, when it comes to his mentality. So I do think he's up for the challenge, at least, you know, mentality-wise. Yeah, exactly, Lou. And I think the Jalen Hurts thing, like you said, it is a little bit unfair for the situation that he got brought into. And I do like what he has done in the meantime. He's in the building all the time. He's getting together with the receivers, doing all the right things. But I still think back, Lou, to that article we discussed and everybody had read that Jeffrey Lurie, does not like running the football. When they ran the ball against Green Bay in 2019 on Thursday Night Football, and they won and they put up 30 points against Rodgers, Lurie belittled Peterson for running the ball. Right. And the game we were at against Buffalo. (laughs) If they give Jalen Hurts all the weapons, and you're still seeing him have to get involved in these these read options out of necessity Mm -hmm. rather than out of just game planning, Jeffrey Lurie might be the one knocking on the door saying, hey, we got to move on. But I believe that Jalen Hurts, if they make a good pick in the first few first two days, give him a couple weapons, give him some guys that could come in there and start right away, you could have an energetic game plan. And hey, look at what they did with him at Oklahoma. They got creative. The Big 12 sparks innovation. I think Jalen Hurts, with the situation we're in now, if you put the pieces around him, could be the guy. But I'm not going to say, much like the Eagles, that he is the guy yet until I have seen it on the field. We're going to get into what we like and don't like about Jalen Hurts' game coming up next on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. Ten female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and they're fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show is also sponsored by the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's Built Bar, 18 amazing flavors. You got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, 
carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Those are just six of the new flavors. And then you've got 12 OGs. You've got ones like banana bread and peanut butter, peanut butter brownie. Bars covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. It's healthy, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories in every bar. If you go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Wednesday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles. Guys, after the show, be sure to check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by us at Locked On and Aussie featuring analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts, including me and Gino, go through picks 1 through 32. We kicked off episode 3 today, Gino, with the 12th overall pick. I think Eagles fans are going to like who we selected, and it was super cool. Even though he was on a division rival, I was kind of nerding out that the fact that we had a Hall of Famer complimenting our pick. Yeah, it was really shocking that Michael Irvin had something nice to say about what somebody in Philadelphia had done, and it was a very cool project that Lockdown put on, Lou. I think it is arguably out of any podcast network, any Mm -hmm. series of multiple football teams together on any podcast group, this is the best one. The production value, I mean, it's through the roof. Where do you find guys like Brian Baldinger, Michael Irvin? Where do you find these guys commenting on average Joe's like you and I's picks in a way that involves the fans and people that are closest to the situation. I think here at Lockdown Eagles and all the other Lockdown stations, they have a good understanding of the heartbeat of the cities that they're in. And -hmm. I think this pick will make a lot of our fans happy. And I think you and I have knocked it out of the park three years in a row. I agree. Three years in a row. I think we've done really well. Hopefully the Eagles will follow suit this time and actually listen to us. Yeah, just for once, just for once you can find all three episodes that are out currently. And we have episodes up until the 26th for you on any podcast platform on the Odyssey app on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. You can find it. And you can also find the links on Twitter at lockdown birds. Me and Gino have been tweeting it out a lot as well at DBLC L O E at GC 24 underscore football. Like Gino said, just an amazing production. And uh, we're really proud to be a part of this network. We're talking about today on Lockdown Eagles, we are locked on Jalen Hurts as Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni today kind of refused once again to commit to him as the long-term or even short-term starter and didn't really say he was the reason, Hurts that is, as to why they moved down from 6 to 12. Gino, I don't think there's, and we've talked a lot about it, I don't think there's, I think people see us as like the Jalen Hurts haters, but I think we've seen both sides. I don't think there's a 0% chance that Hurts can be the franchise quarterback. Like this isn't to me... What I felt like in 2015 with Sam Bradford, you could tell. I mean, any mm-hmm. any play third and seven up, like you had just no chance. I think there are a lot of things Hertz has that you need in a franchise quarterback. One thing is his confidence, that swagger, that calmness in big stages, right? The ability to lead and get players to rally around him. Those quote-unquote intangibles, if you will. He has it, and he has the mindset to take on the pressure in Philly and the pressure of showing that he can be the guy over Carson Wentz, over Justin Fields, over Trey Lance, maybe over Deshaun Watson or a 2022 prospect. So again, there's a lot that we're going to get into that we're critical of, of Hertz, but I think at least there are some things like those intangibles in the mobility that are certainly special. Right. If I had to put like the post-franchise quarterback rankings of like where I felt in terms of 
going into the next season, like right. after they moved on from McNabb, after they move on from Carson Wentz. If I had to compare this to the Kevin Cobb situation, this is light years ahead of that. I, I believe Jalen Hurts has the ability to go mm-hmm. in there and be the guy. I-, I would not say that he doesn't. There are things that hold him back that make me skeptical. But at the same time, like you said, Lou, just having the ability to get guys to rally to you, being able to adjust from a different scheme, going from Alabama to Oklahoma, being able to deal with that adversity of being mm-hmm. benched for right. Tua Tonga-Vailoa, those are things that a lot of quarterbacks do not go through. And that has created this hardened shell around the individual who Jalen Hurts is. And Great point. we talk about, them not committing to him. We talk about them not talking to him after the season. I'm sure he handled it like a true professional, and we have heard that he has handled it like a true professional. So that's what you want. I believe that he has the athleticism. He has shown the ability that he has the accuracy. His downfield arm strength leaves a little bit to be desired, I would say, sure. but it's not like he's inept. He he has what you would like in a guy who you can develop and take him to the next level, being a five-year player in college, coming here last year, getting some reps, now having a full offseason. If he goes out there and flashes the first few weeks, Lou, when teams don't know what the game plan is going to be against him, and they put him in a situation to win, and he kind of shocks the league like Wentz did in 2016 where he went 3-0, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't really be surprised by that. I think you saw, and again, it is kind of similar to the Cobb thing, where you saw in a very small sample size, right with Cobb, it was 2009, you saw him do really well in two starts when McNabb was out and Vic was suspended. It was against Kansas City in New Orleans. New Orleans week two, Kansas City week three. And so you saw a lot of good flashes, and I think it's the same thing with Hertz last year. It was only four games, but he did show that this year, if they have, again, a limited you know passing attack when it comes to the personnel at receiver, he did elevate. And I think a lot of that, again, has to do with his mobility. The most rushing yards by a quarterback in their first two career starts, Lamar Jackson had 190. It's Jalen Hurts at second with 169. And then right below him, we all know Randall Cunningham at 150. So this is a guy that's extremely mobile. And here's an interesting stat, too, about that. Only four rookies have ever had 300 passing yards and 60 rushing yards in a game once. Jalen Hurts has done that. He did that twice in eight days last year. He's the only player in NFL history with consecutive games of 300 passing yards and 60 rushing yards. It's him, and it's also Michael Vick in 2011. So there is a lot to like about him on the ground, elevating this team in tangibles. And although we're going to get into why we're skeptical of him as a passer, Gino, one thing I do like about his passing game He's not conservative. 46% -hmm. of his attempts last year were thrown 10-plus yards down the field. That was the highest rate in the NFL among that time. He had an 81-yard touchdown pass. He had multiple 40-plus yard completions. So that there are things that I like about him. I always preach mobility, aggressiveness in quarterbacks, and at least with Hurts, he does check those boxes for me. So again, I'm not some crazy anti. This isn't me against Sam Bradford. I I am skeptical, and I think other quarterbacks should be the guy over Hurts, including Carson Wentz. But again, I do like some things of his game. I want to make that clear. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, there was a reason he was brought to Mobile to go down there to the Senior Bowl. The NFL clearly had interest in his skill set and his ability in his leadership. And there was a reason the Eagles took a chance on a guy like that. Because even if, I mean, his play wasn't there, let's say, Uh, the off-field prowess of a 
kid that age, Lou, to be that impressive and to be that calm in the situation that he has gone through, that just speaks volumes to the individual that Jalen Hurts is. I don't know if I would be able to do it. He's definitely a bigger man than I am. And Mm -hmm. it is what you want to see in your franchise quarterback. You don't want to hear him saying the wrong things, being in the wrong positions, not doing the off-field things in the offseason. He's done everything right. I mean, what you are hearing from Jalen Hurts and what he's done this offseason is what you want to hear in a potential franchise quarterback. Now, we have to see, can he take that and put it onto the field? And I truly believe, Lou, with this young staff that's there, now these guys, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Sean Hightower, potential in Devonta Smith, or a guy like Jalen Waddell, for example— Look at what he did with a guy like C.D. Lamb where he has reliable receivers and guys that can help him out. He can now use his athleticism to make the defense stay on their toes and let those other guys do what they are supposed to do. And I only think that it will help Jalen Rager with Jalen Hurts being on the field. It will only help Miles Sanders with Jalen Hurts being on the field. That 11-on-11 ability is something that you really haven't had since the days of Donovan McNabb and they weren't even running read option at that time and running those those zone read type of deals and getting quarterbacks outside on on designed quarterback runs that's still something that you can do plus the ability to add a high-end wide receiver who can help them in the passing game it only opens up that element of making football truly a positionless game and Jalen Hurts essentially is a guy who can hopefully give you a mm-hmm. let's say 65 percent passing and run for let's say over a thousand yards yeah. and lamar jackson has made it to multiple playoffs doing that michael vick made it to multiple playoffs doing that robert griffin did that his rookie year i mean a lot of these guys who were guys that got outside the pocket and have that athleticism without i mean michael vick his arm strength is is one thing but a lot of those other guys they weren't like the truest of passers and they were still able to get it done and i think jalen hurts that i I keep looking at that 70 percent at oklahoma if you can get anywhere near there you are going to be successful in the nfl and we talk about floors and ceilings i think jalen hurts has that floor to consistently be one of those guys you look at like an alex smith for example that can continuously get you there but he has the upside of a Lamar Jackson with that athleticism that a guy like Alex Smith wouldn't. Right. Could he be that? And that's the talk is floor versus ceiling. Do I think right. he has the floor? 100%. I'm just nervous that he's going to plateau. I'm nervous that the that's ceiling is kept there. I don't yeah. want him to be Alex Smith or Tyrod Taylor, a guy that you can make the playoffs with consistently. You can win nine to 10 games with consistently. Heck, if a roster is good enough, you can win it all with him, maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. But Again, that's a good player we're talking about and not a great player. Does Hurts have some traits that can make him great? Yes. Could he be Russell Wilson or Donovan McNabb? 100%. But is it worth giving him that shot? Again, over letting Carson Wentz try to bounce back in 2021. Giving Justin Fields that chance or Trey Lance. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts doesn't have the opportunity to reach that ceiling, but compared to the guys that you're giving up for Hurts to have that opportunity, that is where I take issue with it because I just think the percentage chance of those other guys becoming stars are a lot better. Could Lance flop a whole lot more than Hurts? Sure, but you guys know me. I'm an upside guy. If the floor is lower but the ceiling is through the roof, that's what I want because I'm not going to stop taking a quarterback until I have a star. Alex Smith, caliber players, that's not good enough for me. It also wasn't good enough for the Kansas City Chiefs who moved on and found a great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. So that's only my thing is I'm just skeptical that there is a lot more to be had with Jalen Hurts' game. Not to say he can't develop into more, but I don't know, man. I think it's more so through the air. Again, it's not the ground. It's not like the reason I don't 
think there's a high ceiling with players like Jared Goff or Josh Rosen in the past is because when you don't have that mobility, there's just only so much you can do in the NFL now. With Hurts, it's the opposite. I just think it's the arm. I think he's got good accuracy, but as you said, I think when it comes to arm strength, it's like a B-minus arm. I just don't see a lot of special throws like off-platform that special talents can make, and I don't see that that power yet. I see a lot of floaters and I just don't know how high his ceiling is as a passer more so than again, like you said, I don't want to be the Baltimore Ravens offense. And I'm nervous that with Hertz, you're always going to have to be that kind of offense with Baltimore. I think you're doing it more based off. I think Lamar could be in a bills or Cardinals pass heavy attack. So they're doing it more so by preference. I'm nervous with the Eagles. You have to do that by necessity and knowing the Eagles owner that's not going to be good enough. Yeah, that's the thing, Lou, and it's like not even the opinions of you and I or even the coaching right. staff. It all comes down to the guy at the top. Like It is what is Jeffrey Lurie's philosophy. Just read that athletic article, man. It's running the ball and winning is not good enough for him. Right, he wants to be that that elite passing team, and hopefully we see a continuation of them going towards that, Lou, because, I mean, it's not just a one-sided equation when it comes to the passing game. Like You have to have players on the other side that could catch the ball. So mm-hmm. once we have all these components in place and we get Nick Sirianni, who has continuously touted that he is adapted to quarterback to quarterback between the three out of Indy and now saying that he can make an offense for everybody, when we see that offense in play, if it isn't up to Jeffrey Lurie's standards, I mean, you're going to see it. I mean, mm-hmm. we have seen his thumbprint embedded on this team yep. for decades now, and it is ever more evident in the last few years, especially with the the most recent news that we have heard. And and it's not up to us. It's it's up to the play on the field and how it goes about being played. I believe Sirianni gives his team a much better chance to succeed as a passing offense than Doug Peterson did, Lou, in terms of how he was able to get all three of those guys in good situations and not even have top-tier receivers, for example, Lou. I mean, T.Y., yeah, he's probably a top-15 guy, but he's he's not mm-hmm. one of the top-five elite guys that you talk about, and they drafted guys like Paris Campbell, and they had uh, former Eagle um, uh, Marcus Johnson there. So he was able to get it done and do it in a good way and almost beat the Buffalo Bills, who went to the AFC Championship game last year, and he had Phillip Rivers in his last season with zero athleticism. I'm excited to see what he can do with Jalen. Like just hearing him talk about the nuances and playing to players' strengths, I really think that Nick Sirianni will help set Jalen Hurts up for success, especially with what Jalen has done off the field. That is a recipe to see your team succeed with a young core. Yeah, I I agree. I, I really do. I think he does have a chance. I just, again, the question is, can he win a certain way? Because that's the way the Eagles owner wants it to be. And that's the way we want it to be as well. Can you win with Jalen Hurts as a high volume passer? That is the big question that we have to find out in 2021. And Gino, last year, the numbers are pretty telling. When he started off with the initial game script, especially early on, those first couple starts against New Orleans and Arizona, early in those games, he was able to find a lot of success. In first quarters of those games, he had a 68.2% completion percentage. But then as the game went on, as defenses adjusted, halftime, You could see the numbers drop dramatically. In the second quarter of games, it went from a completion percentage of 68.2 in the first to 54.5 in the second. Then at halftime, in the third and fourth quarters of games, man, he had a 45.2% completion percentage in the third quarter and then 47.1% fourth quarter within seven points it was 40.9 so that that's where I'm concerned is the longer the game went on the worse he became as a passer 
I totally agree. I mean, a lot of it has to do with Doug, too. I'm not going to be too critical of those last four games, honestly. That franchise was in a bad position injury-wise, Doug Peterson, the whole nine. But yeah, when you just simply look at it like that, though, Lou, you do have to say, okay, can he go outside of structure? And that's what we have to see. As somebody who prides themselves on evaluation, I cannot make a firm evaluation until I have more. More, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's it until I have more. But if you go out there and Seriani is able to piece a game plan together that really fits to the strength of all his players, like he just said he would today, there's a chance you might get shocked by this and you might be able to have one of those offenses that you get the ball out in space to guys like Jalen Rager and it isn't all on Jalen Hurts and you find that comfortable balance because uh, when it comes to elevation, Quarterbacks do have to elevate, but at the same time, everybody around them has to elevate their game, too. This isn't just the NBA. Like You Mm -hmm. have to have 11 individuals playing up to par to succeed. So I want to see everybody continue to improve, but it does start with the quarterback position. We are locked on Jalen Hurts on this Wednesday edition of Locked on Eagles. We've got one more segment to get into on the Eagles 2021 quarterback, so we'll get into that coming up next. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. Before we do that, we have a message from our sponsors at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. Just kidding. We have an NFL draft here in a few days, and you can make tons of draft prop bets on betonline.ag. They even cover awards, TV shows, which I think you can count the draft as a reality Mm -hmm. television show (laughs) coming up next week, arguably the biggest one in the NFL. And you can also get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Keep a close eye on those props as we get closer to the draft because Vegas tends to know a little bit more than we do. It can be very indicative of where people end Mm -hmm. up. And they have all news, all scores, all odds, and it is the easiest way to place your bet at betonline.ag. It is free to sign up. So head to their website using your mobile device or any electronic device you have to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Eagles fans, we are wrapping up this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. We are locked on quarterback Jalen Hurts. Gino, to put a wrap on this show, look, I think, again, me and you are more leaning towards the side of Jalen Hurts being just a good quarterback and not a great one, and I think we both would have preferred them to get Zach Wilson as they tried, or Justin Fields, or Trey Lance, or we both wanted Carson Wentz still in 2021. But at the same time, like, I do want Hurts to be the guy. I really do. I want him to be great because then the Eagles are great. This isn't a Carson Wentz podcast. This is a Philadelphia Eagles podcast. So if he's the guy and he thrives, that's amazing. He's somebody that I think is easy to root for. He's a very entertaining player. If he's good, again, then you can use a ton of these picks to build the team around him rather than maybe have to use those 2022 first to go get a prospect or to go trade for a star veteran. So I want him to be great, but it's very hard for me right now. It's kind of like the Alshon Jeffrey thing. I want to like Alshon Jeffrey, but every time I look at him, I think of all the anonymous source stuff, even though we haven't confirmed that it's him. With Jalen, it's not his fault, and the pressure that he has right now is kind of unfair. But for me, man, it's very hard to not look at him and not see the reason we don't have Carson Wentz anymore, the reason we're not going to have Justin Fields, the reason we're not going to have Trey Lance. And it's tough on him. It's not his fault, again, as I'm trying to clarify here, But that's what I see right now with him, and it's why I've kind of had such a pessimistic view on it over the last five months. 
Totally understand, Lou. I'm I'm right there with you in terms of why you have to look at it that way. We we had something that we thought was going to go awry, but I ultimately like what Nick Sirianni said today and how teams have to be adaptable. And he he talked about how teams, especially now with there being no combine, the, their scouting staff had to be adaptable. And when it comes down to it, this organization is going to have to be adaptable and have to adapt to the quarterback situation that they have and the hand that they are ultimately dealt. They are here for a reason. They didn't believe the guys up top were the guy for them. And currently, if you look at it, it shows that Jalen Hurts right now is giving the biggest vote of confidence from this organization. Do I believe that he should be given the keys to the car? Like I said earlier in the show, no, but right now, what else do you have? You're not going to put Joe Flacco out there. You're (laughs) not going to get one of these quarterbacks. You have to see what you have. And I think that going back when we were first starting to talk about this whole one situation and Mm -hmm. what could happen moving forward, I said my biggest I would say step forward and my biggest I would say path forward here for the Eagles to be successful is if they do move once which they did is to not give up on Hertz just yet at least see in 2021 what you have because moving forward you can make that decision is he the guy or with the sample size that we had is it time to move on to 2022 where you have all this ammunition where it will be easier to get more information on prospects where the eagles will continue to improve their team and if the the rebuild continues and they decide that they don't have the guy well 2022 Mm -hmm. we're going to be having a different discussion this time next year that's why i'm feeling okay about the quarterback position still like i was pretty upset when they moved down from six to twelve because it ended those uh, aspirations i had of getting one of these quarterback prospects but that I really like but at the same time again they didn't go all in on Hertz either they have this middle ground where they have flexibility right how we said it today flexibility creates opportunity can Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts be the guy in 2021 I hope so but if not all hope isn't lost because you have so many assets in next year's draft and there's veteran stars that could potentially be available for different reasons so Howie kind of has his cake right now and he can he has two cakes right now and he's going to see which one tastes better and he's going to go with that one um, depending on what happens in 2021 so that's why I'm not I'm not loving the situation right now. I wanted it to be Wentz or one of these rookies, but at the same time, we have flexibility, and hopefully Jalen can do it in 2021. This has been Locked on Jalen Hurts on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Gino and I will be back for tomorrow's show as well as Friday, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows, and we're always talking birds on Twitter as well, after at Locked on Birds, at DiBiase, L-O-E, at GC24 underscore football. Now, after the show, go check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. Go see who me and Gino picked at number 12 that had Michael Irvin liking our pick. Go do that right after this show. You can subscribe on any podcast platform. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.